0: Pats and Chet Show. The Pats and Chet Show. Hello, Chet. Hey Pat, how you doing? I'm wonderful. How you doing today? Good, living a dream. We wanted to uh, maybe talk to the listeners a little bit and tell them how much we appreciate all their activity. We released the withdrawal from Afghanistan kind of bonus coverage last week. We got some great feedback. Let's uh, let's dive into some of this feedback from the listeners. What do you think?
1: Oh yeah, let's do
0: it we got John from North Carolina, and he wanted to know, again, as a follow-up to the Afghan withdrawal podcast we did last week, what impact does this have with China, their access to minerals and everything else, working with the Taliban, and now that roads have been improved and infrastructure has been set up. And, of course, uh, I did not reply to John because I have no idea what I'm talking about, but I thought this would be right up your alley. So what can you tell John and all the listeners about the Afghan withdrawal and and how it impacts uh, everything with China. With regards to the Afghan
1: withdrawal, some of the questions that I've seen and heard in the past is where are people going? Um, Where are these refugees being taken? And that's been a trick uh, to figure out for our government since they did not expect things to crash as quickly as they did with the Afghan uh, military, turning everything over to the Taliban and just dropping their arms, unfortunately. So we've got – as far as I know, um, refugees going in a lot of places all over the world from, 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 uh, from Qatar, uh, to Italy, I think some, or, eh, I don't know about Turkey, uh, but certainly places throughout Europe and also coming to, uh, military installations within the United States. And as a matter of fact, some state governors have sent in support to the federal government saying that our state will take some of these people. So there's places for these folks to go. I don't know if there's enough places for them. I know the processing is, is pretty intense insofar as COVID and COVID testing and, you know, just getting their health and their backgrounds cleared up. And, uh, that seems to be the, in the nutshell, what's happening on that side of it. With regards to China, you know, China's very aggressive. And, you know, while we're all beating each other up and, and trying to find new ways to put Republicans on Democrats and Democrats on Republicans or the right against the left, no, they're just conducting business and going forward. So they've had Taliban leadership again. Taliban, the Taliban was the, was the form of government in two thousand and one. This is now again the government that's back in place. With everyone who doesn't belong in that country is no longer there. Taking a step back, Pat attempts to colonize Afghanistan go go pretty far back in recent times. Britain then you had the Russians in there for about ten years, and the United States for twenty years. So. These people are delighted that they don't have anybody trying to colonize them, run their country, and, and that kind of a thing. And China is right involved with them; it has been for months. To include having um, formal dinners in China uh, with top leadership of China and the top leadership of the Taliban uh, government, or government to be, however, however you want to see that. The question specifically with regards to roads and access uh, to minerals, with the implication from from, from John, I think meaning that since we've been there, we've developed roads and a lot of infrastructure things. Now we've made it easier for China to get to the minerals uh, that the world can use and that they could use for building cars and, you know, just all these things that they want to make and manufacture. That's probably true. You know, China's had this one road, one belt initiative going on for, I'm going to say, 10 years where they're trying to reach Europe by land and sea for trade routes, and to take over more and penetrate more distributions for their own economy. Our response to that uh, was the Trans-Pacific Partnership, where we were taking Eastern countries, Asian countries, and trying to work with them to develop a, a certain kind of partnership to try to offset, not militarily, but through trade, as to what China was doing. But we had left the Trans-Pacific Partnership, so that's nowhere. So specifically, will China have an easier time to get to things? Probably, Yes. But understand that, uh, Afghanistan is a very decentralized, uh, country and very mountainous. So how much success they'll have, I, I, I don't know, but it'll certainly be easier, uh, because of what we did with our taxpayer dollars in Afghanistan over the last, over the last 20 years. Pat, one thing real quick, I got to say that kind of caught my ear listening to, um, H.R. McMaster, who's a military historian by rights and also a soldier himself and a, and a high ranking one at that. His view on the whole war in Afghanistan, different topic, but his whole view was it wasn't a 20 year war. It was a one year war fought 20 times. And you know what? It's kind of hard to disagree with that, but that's kind of a different topic.
0: Yeah. 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 No, that's a good point. And I don't know why I turned that question over to you because that's exactly what I was going to say, but you know, we'll, we'll pretend you're the expert on it, I guess, and, and we'll move on.
1: I got an opinion. Let's put it that way. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm also, I think you've got some feedback from some listeners about our intro music. And, uh, I was so proud of the music that we, uh, we purchased (laughs) and for our sponsors that we don't have any yet. You know, these are the expenses we incur for you listeners. We, we take it on the chin. I think we spent like $43 buying, that you know, but yet, uh, some of the listeners had some opinions. Why don't you get in and share those for us? Okay.
1: So here's what, here's where we go. I'm going to bundle Kate and Jimmy together, okay? And Kate says that the music is bad. All right. So I think we know the music is bad. I think we also know it resonates, and hopefully it's short enough that it does more positive resonation than hurt your ears. It, it, it just makes it a little more clear to me that there's two kinds of listeners, those who listen for content and others who listen simply for Form and to bust
0: your balls, all right? But, so, but also, too, as the chief editor and producer of the show, at least at this moment, until we hire a staff, I don't think these people realize, you know, what an accomplishment it was for me to sit in my computer and actually put music into a podcast. So whether the music's good or not, I think they should be happy that there is music. But that's, yeah, I'm probably taking it a little too personally. Well, I think
1: you probably went through three, if not five, cigars on this whole thing, just trying to get the whole thing lined up. And and still wasn't happy, as as you are, and, and corrected it and corrected it. And this is what we got. So, Kate, that's a direct blow uh, to Pat Newton and all of his efforts. Thank you very much. And Jimmy uh, from Raleigh, he says, sounds like Pat and shit show, which is exactly what my wife said the first
0: time I see her. As soon as she as I knows
1: read, my name. She knows my name. Um,
0: so. as, soon as I read Jimmy's email, I'm like, well, I know there's one person in Rhode Island Chess wife—that's going to agree because you told me that the first time you played it for. Unbelievable. It does
1: kind of sound like that, but you know, and maybe there's some truth here. I don't know. Maybe we should just relabel it, re-sing it. You know. Well, uh, we,
0: we'll put that on the we'll put that on the pile of future projects. But uh, uh, we we appreciate the feedback from the listeners, good or bad. I've got uh, I've got Terrence from New Jersey who says. You two are absolutely perfect together, so I like Terrence already. He says, sound like you've been on the radio for years, which uh, couldn't be any less true, but I'm glad it comes across that way. He does say, lobbyists are the reason corporations run our politicians. I look forward to the next podcast. So, sounds like he was listening, because that is certainly one of our themes, and, and we appreciate his feedback. I think you got some, uh, some comments from maybe Jack and Paul and some others. Why don't you get to share those?
1: Jack, we got Jack from Florida. He tells us we did a nice job, informative, and easy to understand, and said thanks. That's
0: big. <laughs> We're not used to that.
1: We don't I, know that I think that that
0: that's our first official thank you, I believe. So appreciate that from Jack. Right.
1: And then uh, Paul from, from Seattle, Washington, says looking forward to the follow-on topics for my drive to work, which I think is great. And he also says refreshing. And refreshing is posed as a separate sentence, so that's big. There's effort
0: there. So, <laughs> Absolutely.
1: But, but extra
0: punctuation, so that's a lot that, of heart out of Paul.
1: So Paul did a good job with that, and um, I'm hoping he's going to continue to listen. But ideally, this is what we're trying to, you know, hit. As you know, is like this is easy going, Learn a little bit more and learn where to find out more and know what to do of what you can do about it other than send all your friends' hate emails about one side or the other side, you know? So that was greatly appreciated from, from Paul. Jeff in Arizona says, that was great. I love getting as many inputs as I can as the good Republican business owner that I am. Great resources you are involved with. And that's wonderful. I mean, I appreciate that. I appreciate all of them, obviously. It's great to hear from folks, no matter what they say. But just, just the idea that he spelled out the resources that we dug out and vetted and sees them of some of some value. That means a lot. That That's kind of like a little
0: bit of a pat on the head. Now that's, I, I hope he's not assuming our political affiliations because we've tried to, to keep that close to the vest and not show our hand in terms of our political leanings one way or the other. But, again, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever you got out there, we welcome all of it. I do have one, and I, this is a little bit of a more serious note, so brace yourself. I know we don't do this too often, but Rusty from Florida. Best of luck, fellas. I listened to your first already. Good stuff. I am not on Twitter, and I will not support them, so I cannot help you there, but I am looking forward to future podcasts. And I know you got some similar feedback from people that you've spoken to, and I I wanted to address this. I think Rusty brings up a good point. Social media is uh, a mixed bag at best, and there's a lot of negative things that happen every day on social media. I'm going to challenge our listeners, and I, I spoke to you about this offline, the show The Social Dilemma, which is on Netflix. And it's a fascinating – call it kind of a documentary. It's it's all people that worked for Facebook and Twitter and all these different outlets, and now they don't, and these were high-level people. And they just lay it out as to how this all works and how you're being you know, monitored and how they're calculating what to present to you and why, whether it be advertising. I'm going to give one quick example to encourage people to watch this show. When you Google something, and obviously – Google will finish your sentence for you, right, to save you some strokes on the keyboard. Well, they're also doing it for another reason, and they show this as an example in the show. You type in climate change is on Google, it'll finish that sentence for you, but it's going to finish it based on the information they've gleaned from you about who you are and what you do, and then finish that sentence on a way they think you're going to want to see it. So a couple examples of different choices Google might give you. Would be climate change is a hoax. Climate change is dangerous. Climate change is getting better. Uh, and they've got, I imagine dozens of them that they choose from. Uh, That blew me away to be perfectly honest. But again, I I won't uh, go through the whole show here, but back to Rusty, we hear you loud and clear. And for our listeners, we were told, Hey, if you're going to have a podcast, you got to be on social media. So we picked Twitter. And if you follow us on it, you'll see we are not attacking anybody. We're not commenting on anything. We're just sharing information, which is what we do. But if that's not your cup of tea, you can go to our website. Give us your email address. We are now sending out emails for each podcast to say, hey, this has been released. It's available on our website. The topic for this one is XYZ, and you can choose to listen to it or not. So whether you're on social media or not, go to our website, hit the chat button, say, you know, this is Bob from Memphis, and here's my email address, and we will add you to that list so you can avoid social media completely and just get a, an email tells you when and where to listen and do it that way. But, again, thanks to thanks to Rusty for bringing that up, because I, I think that's a, a pretty important thing. What are, what are your thoughts on the whole Twitter issue, Chad?
1: Well, you know, he, Rusty's not the only only person who thinks that way, as, as we recognize. And uh, being not all that aware of what's going on on Twitter, as I'm not, a very dear friend of mine, of uh 30 years or more. He's a smart guy and, and and he's pretty fluent in things. He just will not do anything with social media. Period. And uh that's just where he stands and he, that's a pretty strong stance that he's taken for him. And I I do respect his opinion always have and, and so I would think that this is the kind of thing that uh you know really needs to be looked into and 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 like people are saying they want it they'd rather go online and just do it off of the website. Yeah, that's it. Just just go to the patent trip I almost said show dot com and listen in that way.
0: I I don't. We haven't bought the domain pat and show dot com, so we might want to go an extra ten bucks and, oh. and get that covered just in case we get some rival podcast that tries to take it over. But. <laughs> I, I do have I do have one other listener comment. This is from Alyssa in Raleigh. Alyssa says, "How do you have time to record conversations with your friend Chet while I'm working all day?" and I thought that was very specific and I do have a wife and her name is Alyssa and she lives in Raleigh, but I, I don't want to assume that's her. It could she be just a random listener. And you know, to Alyssa I would say we appreciate the feedback. We're looking for, you know, some more positive energy when we can get it. But uh but we, we take it all in and, and we'll we'll put it under consideration. That's great. That's great. I'm glad she's listening. <laughs> Well, I think you're assuming that she listened. I I think she was able to submit a comment without actually listening to the podcast, but let's assume she listened. It's better that way. Uh, Well, again, we don't have time to go through all of them, but we thought it'd be fun to share some of the feedback and to all our listeners, we greatly appreciate it. Keep it coming. If you want to follow us on social media, it's on Twitter, Pat and Chet Show, Uh, or if it's easier or, or you prefer it, go to the website, all the information's there. And with no further ado, Chet, you got anything to add to the, uh, to this intro? No, I think, I think we're doing good. Time to get serious and, and learn about what we
1: can do to, to change our government, our way of life in America. Thanks, Chet. Thank you, Pat. Take care. The Pat and Chet Show. The Pat and Chet Show.